Hi everyone, I've got Helen Browning with me today who is a documentary maker and she's been making a documentary that I've been involved with a little bit and it's called Under a Southern Sky, is that right? Under a Pagan Sky. Oh, oh you changed it. Yeah, actually it's gone through a few name changes but yes, right. uh, Under under a Pagan Sky. Under yeah. a Pagan Sky, cool. Why did you Why did you end up choosing that name in the end? Um, it was under a pagan sun initially, and then we um, took it through like a pitching thing in 2017, and the producers there were like, oh, it's going to be more catchy, and they were like, what about meet the pagans? And so it went through <laughs> all these different <laughs> name changes, and, and then eventually I just was like, oh, I'm just going to go back to the name that I like, but instead of sun, sky, because that sort of encompasses more. Nice. Yeah. yeah, and you, that was a bit of an underestimation of your involvement. You're involved a lot, so <laughs> <laughs> thanks, Julie. Oh, it was really yeah. interesting to be part of it. It's a bit terrifying um, to be going on to um, ABC TV, but yeah, I can imagine. <laughs> <laughs> is it the first time that you've had a documentary go um, with them or or on yes, TV? Yes, yes, I just did a little five minute. Um, uh, ABC Arts, but that was iView a few years ago. What was that? An, that was about artist Jackie Fleet. It was called Unmooring, and um, it was part of Ardex North. They had a few shorts from the Northern Territory. Oh, great! But they weren't. I don't think they. Were, I don't think they're on television. They're on. Yeah, it was iView. Oh right, only iView. Okay, but this one's yes, going to be on Compass. Yes, 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 on um, the twentieth of June at eight o'clock on. Um, Oh, it's a new name for ABC2. Oh, I should have. Yes, I can't remember what the name is That's now, all right. I'll pop it in the notes yeah. for the, for the oh. podcast and people can find the link. Ah, oh, thanks. No worries. Um, But uh, maybe people won't see it live after this. I'm not sure when this podcast is going out, but if they do, they'll probably just be catching it in the next few days. Most people are probably going to be watching it on Ivy later anyway. So, yes. yeah. Lovely. Yeah. Which, um. Yeah, it would be great to have that available. And um, you're just doing like a short version of it. Actually, before before we go too far into it, why don't you tell us a little bit about um, what it is and how it came about? Yeah. Um, well, it was sort of 20, early 2017. Um, I was working on – I've been working for a few years on a documentary about the mangroves in the Northern Territory, but I couldn't get a broadcaster on board and – so I sort of, yeah, I didn't know what to do because I'd sort of pursued every avenue. I was on holidays with my sister and she's been researching or she's writing a book, uh, a novel that had um, themes to do with magical traditions from the late 20th, um, sorry, late 19th century. And um, we started talking about, and I was reading the novel by Hannah Kent, um, The Good People, about the fairy folk in Ireland. And, yeah, Jane just said, oh, why don't you do a documentary about paganism? And I was like, oh. And I started wondering about how um, it would be practised in the top end because the seasons are so different. And from there, um, yes, it's sort of four years later, <laughs> we finished it. But um, So that, those are the beginnings. And um, it was I think I got in contact with you early on and also Caroline Tully and... Um, and you guys are wonderful in helping me and steering me to other people who might like to be involved. Right. So it just sort of snowballed along the way, did it? Yeah. <laughs> and um, 
so compass because you, you it's very hard to produce anything unless you do have a broadcaster and compass are interested in a half hour um so that that then allowed us to make a bigger film as well so we've got the the one hour version mm. that we can get distributed elsewhere but mm. the half hour and i should say the half hour is called um pagans down under oh, okay um, and that's um, so compass wanted to go with that name and that's thanks to your mate brendan who i met with in brisbane early on oh yeah the research stages i just what did they do brendan you know yeah. Um, yes, so I met with him early on when I was researching, and um, and he suggested that name because I was in the trying to think of other names oh. that were catchier. Because yeah, from, yeah the, right. from out of the pitching. Right. Session, so the yeah. so the longer version is under a pagan sky, and the yes. compass version that we're going to see on TV and on iView is pagans down pagans under. Pagans down under. Right. Yes. Okay. So, so if people are interested, like if they see the half hour version and they're they're excited about it and they want to see the yeah. full hour, are they going to be able to download that somehow at some point? Well, they're they're yeah they're different films. So mm. um, the um, the one hour we're currently trying to promote through film festivals in Australia. Mm. Um, so it played at the Darwin Film Festival um, in May, which was lovely because it was an outdoor cinema and so it was lovely with the stars around to have the first screening. But it was unfortunate that all you guys who featured in it couldn't be there. But um, Yeah, it's a yes. shame. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then it's going to be on in the Revelation Perth International Film Festival uh, early July. And... And then there are other festivals in Australia that submitted it to, and we just got to wait and see what the outcome of that is. And then um, we'll also just get on to organising um, screenings in different places, so just you know, so everyone who's been involved in it can see it on the big screen. Yeah, great. Yeah, yeah. Um, and the Compass ones—it's a little bit different. So it's um, it's made for television, so it's. I guess it's a little bit more explanatory. Right. Um, yeah. Mm. So they're different films, yeah. You've got to see, see both, at yeah, least. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Cool. Um, so I what? should mention – sorry. Yeah. No, you're right. Go. Oh, just in that there's there were quite a few people who helped out on the, the research side, like Aidan Bird in, um, in Darwin was fantastic. Mm. I hung out with him for a bit. Um and so we couldn't film with everyone just because of um, logistics of where people were. But um, yeah, it was everyone was very helpful and Pagan Awareness Network and David Garland and yeah, great, lots of people contributed, which was wonderful. Yeah, wonderful. And um, you must have so much. Uh, are you going to ever do anything more with it? Because you must have so much footage. Um. To, yes. to to do because um, I know that we just we did a few days together and um and then it yeah. gets put down to that such a small amount um just, I don't know how documentary filming works but yes, how how, so how on earth do you possibly choose what's going to go on it yeah well there's there's always that ratio of you know like what I think often it's like twelve to one or twenty to one or how much you shoot compared to what goes into um you know like a minute. Yeah. of filming so um of of on-screen time it i guess it's the the topics that you can cover because there are lots of interesting topics in the interviews 
and um, you, it's hard to cover it unless you have the action of of people doing what they're talking about or the visuals mm. to illustrate it. Otherwise, you end up with a lot of talking heads, yeah. which um, not so engaging. So that's that's one big guideline: is what what have you got that's actually action that you can. Um, so that guided me a bit in terms of um, the topics that we could explore. Mm. So, so how did you narrow it down to what you did end up exploring? Because um, how would how would you sort of that like there must have been a lot of different options for where you could have gone with it. How did you choose what you focused on in the end, or how would you describe describe what you chose in the end? Um, well, I guess as one structural point, I was trying to loosely follow very loosely follow the wheel of the year because we didn't have the budget to be able to do that properly. Um, but the film does go from um, from seasonally from spring to winter solstice um, and, obviously, and it only touches on a few wheel of the year mm. moments. Um, and I decided to stick with the two largest um, traditions in Australia. So that was another guiding principle, the stick with um, wicker and jewellery. Mm. And that, in a way, that loosely follows Pagan's Progress, which is a documentary, I don't know if you've seen from, oh, nice. um, I think it's the 90s in England. It's a BBC program. Oh, and maybe. I was watching that, yeah, I was watching that during the research stages and um Dave the Bard, seen it. Yeah. Um, and Ronald Hutton. And, and yeah, I think and, I've seen that one, yeah. Yeah, so I enjoyed it and I liked the tone of that and um, the style of it. Um, and yes, it was quite amazing to actually meet Dave the Bard at the English Ale. Um, yeah. Not knowing what he'd done since and then, you know, me with my limited experience of, um, of pagan culture here or overseas and then him to be there it was a little bit freaky after studying that documentary yeah <laughs> so, right yeah. and want, wanting to do sort of the next phase documentary and yeah, he's yeah yeah he's a very important person <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah um sorry so where were we oh how, how did we determine what was in in the film yeah yeah so, so those were... so were you kind of guided by that previous film and and wanting to do a where are they now or, or how was no, it in australia not, kind not of a... thing it wasn't a where are you now and that's um I hadn't sort of looked up any of the people in the film for mm. that because that was in the UK and I wanted to focus yeah, on Yeah, I didn't mean necessarily like the those people in that thing, oh, but where right, where, where is, is paganism now? now or, yeah, yeah. Yes. Yeah, um yes, yeah, for sure. Um and I guess another element was keeping with uh, only a few people and a f and those two main traditions because otherwise for an audience who are who aren't pagan mm. um, like a broad audience I think it w it would be hard to to follow and also to do it properly with such a limited budget um, yeah like trying to keep those parameters um, and um, yes I also I'd tried to cover too much so when I'd done the rough cut it was I think about 75 minutes mm. and James Bradley who's the uh, co-producer on it and he's a very experienced editor um he was like oh you gotta lose that 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 that, that. Right. Like, no I spent so long <laughs> yeah, yeah but, so, but that's good to you know and you have to sort of just take a stand back as you would with writing or any yeah 
art form where you, um, and it just makes it better once you you don't initially go oh yes I get to delete all that stuff but, you know you I guess most people were a little bit resistant at first but then you know in a day or two after you've thought it over it's like yeah yeah. He's right, damn it. <laughs> how do how do you like know when when something's like, yep, yeah, that's the right, that's the right bit. We're keeping that. Like, what are you looking um, for? Well, I guess yeah, it just flows really well. Yeah. Um, oh, and you said before something that can be visually explained. I suppose it must be yes. quite a specific way of thinking about things to make a documentary. Yes, it's like it's also your attention. If you notice your attention lagging a bit mm. then you think oh, okay or well, it's you know something's not working quite right there um and it's hard because you do lose a lot of detail and mm. um but I guess that's where it's helpful having other people who aren't so close to it to say oh well don't really need that um you know we, we lost we did have like a scene early on about um a little bit looking at how um paganism uh, came to Australia and um, and how it sort of spread here, mm. um, and that all that was all deleted, which I was a bit disappointed about. But mm. I could see that it was the right thing to do because it's not the style of film; it's it's more staying with the with the one hour, staying with the main mm. main featured people. I, I would love was... to have seen you make a series out of this. It sounds like there's so much interesting stuff in there, but. Yeah, One day. yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But um, I guess that, yes, you just got to try and keep focused with what you can do. Yeah, yeah, the material what, you've got. Yeah, and, for sure. Yeah. And like yeah. narrowing it down to that that tight, like good story. Like how how did you bring together? I, I mean, aside from the the wheel of the year, were there any other? I don't know main themes in what you were drawing in, and and the like the the Wiccan and the Druid. Like how did how did you make those two stories or and there was also um Bill Wara who was, was she she was with the Goddess Festival, was she? Yes, she was involved at the time. I don't think she's involved anymore, but she was at the time involved with the Goddess Conference. Right. Um and yes, so I think that's how I got in contact with her. But I knew she was a Darwin uh, a Larrakia elder in Darwin. Mm. Um so it that worked well and that there was that crossover so that she had experience of um all pagan festivals i think she she'd been to a few over the years mm. so um yeah was that an important part of the documentary for you like putting it in that context of how it works with aboriginal culture yes i think it's probably a question um that most like pagan most pagans in australia would I imagine would would want to know mm. whether it's all right, you know, what the because it, it's it's um, nature worship and how how do you do that respectfully in um, on Aboriginal sacred um, country? Um, so I think yes, it would be a bit pretty remiss to leave out that that voice. I think it's a very important voice in the film, mm. um, and I think only be um, to, after the rough cut. Uh, I think I put it was more I put her in more um, through that stage of uh, consultation with people with the producers and mm. yeah yes yeah so um I guess uh, what what's your favorite part of the of the way that it all came together in the end with all these different threads 
weaving together? Um, what What do you love about it? Well, about the film or the process. The, oh, both. The, yeah. <laughs> um, well, I have to say I really enjoyed every part of the last few years working on the project. It's been... And apart from the funding <laughs> applications and acquittals and all that sort of thing, trying to, you know, that aside, the paperwork mm-hmm. aside, um, I've really enjoyed it and and the editing process as well was, was wonderful. Um, it's just, I mean, you guys were all very generous so, and, and open and it's very brave to let someone, you know, a group of people come and film with you <laughs> and, and such a special side of your life um so yeah i just feel i'm very grateful and um yeah very fortunate to have been able to do it so yes and in terms of oh it's hard to say what's your favorite i mean um i don't know what my favorite bits of the film (laughs) (laughs) i suppose i suppose these are all the favorite parts of the whole lot aren't they so yeah. 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 Exactly. It's hard to choose because these are the bits that I. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The scenes that the. Maybe yeah. um, was there a moment when you were doing the filming and and you were you know they're capturing it that you you thought, wow, this this is going to be great. I'm really excited about this. Well, I'd have to say the the night parade at the English Ale. Yeah. Is so visually spectacular. Yeah. Um. And I think Tim Aylward, who's the cinematographer, thought the same while he was filming it because, um, yeah, it's just amazing. Yeah, so, so good. Um, visually, mm. yes. Um, and to be honest, when we're filming things, things that I think, oh, that will be really good um, are often not the things that end up in the edit, mm. which is funny. Yeah. So I guess it's just... Yeah, it's just a different um, combination of elements and different flow when you're in the room and you've, or, you know, for months and what goes with what. So, yes, I, I don't really have that insight so much during um, during filming. Um, yeah, right. You know, sometimes so you... little bits and pieces, you know, certainly lines, like things that are, that are insightful and humorous lines in interviews. I think, oh, that'll be great. And, you know, and that, but in terms of what I think, um yeah where I think a scene might fit and that, that all really came together in the in the editing process because yeah. I'd had a treatment I'd written you know spent hours and hours writing all these treatments which is a bit like a script um that that you need to do for um for funding applications and things but it's also very useful as a guide so you have this sort of guide but mm. then during editing it all changes and yeah right yeah so yeah right um, I imagine that that must have been some really good footage. You must have got all of the, um, the torches and the the big, yes, the yeah. the giants yeah. that they have in the parade and all the different costumes and the the dark and the fire and everything would have looked really good. Um, yeah, and the guys lighting it with that, uh, yeah, so sort of dancing out with that rope rope man on fire I don't yeah, know what yeah. the technical term is yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm sure they have a they have a name for it um but yeah yeah it must have yeah. been spectacular yeah you yeah, also I've... had a um like a ship burial or a like a uh, fire the, the ship? Viking funeral what was that? yes because so I don't know if you interviewed Darwin. anybody as no part of that. um 
it's no it was it was more used just as a visual mm. sequence um but there's a viking funeral event in darwin each year which is the Dyna beach cruising and yacht association and um last oh sorry when we filmed i think it was that was 2019 i think it was the first year that they'd actually put um ashes of of um family members who died that year i think there were two two people's ashes um went aboard the the viking boat and were set alight but they have the top end bow hunters um who shoot the arrows flaming mm. arrows into the boat um but normally it's just a like you know a, a sculptured sort of effigy that goes into the boat but yes it's the, they get a huge turnout um i think around about a thousand people mm. go each year um who who's pagan there i don't know yeah it's hard to to say is it part of like the sca or something like that the the recreation society thing no it's it's a big social event really for the for dinah beach so um that's why there aren't interviews and things because Mm. um, yeah i don't know if any uh, who was pagan at that event um but also it's another thing of it that wasn't really the style of the film um did, I, did that one make it into the compass cut or is it just in the long run? Um, uh, no, that's not in right. in compass cut. Um, the thing, the choosing which films, which scenes um, went in the compass cut, it weren't, they weren't necessarily, oh, my, oh these are my favourite scenes. It was more um, which which scenes could uh, explain mm. things, so the main elements to a, to a broad audience in a, in a television style. Mm. So... Um, yeah, that's how, how that cut. Yeah, I'm looking out. forward to seeing the the short yeah. cut of it. To and see with plenty how, of it, the input it from um, Compass from the producer Jessica Douglas Henry on mm. what, you know, what they wanted to see. Um, what sort of things did they say? Um, well, they had they had my version of the half hour cut, and I just finished um, the hour and. I didn't want to cut anything really. Yeah, <laughs> you know? happy with something? It's like right, I'm done. And so I did quite a slapdash cut down. <laughs> and then you know she was like, "Well, we we want to we want to know what's exactly what's happening here." So they wanted more detail and more explanation of what's happening in um, in the rituals. Right. Um, yeah. So that's the main. I guess the main difference is a bit more explanation. Mm. Mm. Right. Yeah. Yeah, it'd be interesting to see. Um, yeah, it's a bit of a, a tease, sort of knowing what the the hours is like and not knowing what the, the yeah. one that's going to go online is. On, the know, surfing scene's not in there. Sorry, oh. Julie. <laughs> that's all right. <laughs> I love that one. <laughs> I sometimes tell people about that one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's yeah. okay. Maybe yeah, keeping it more um what. It's more about the wheel of the year, is it? Or well, it's just that um, I think that one. It was like, is is there something essential being expressed here that's not being expressed in mm. another scene? And it's like, oh, damn it, no, there isn't. Okay, yeah, <laughs> yeah, you have to be quite ruthless. So yeah, yeah, yeah. That's okay. Just so yeah. everyone knows, I had to get a GoPro on my surfboard and get out in the waves and do some surfing. <laughs> 
to, to show what Aussie druids do when they live at yeah. the beach. <laughs> they'll, they'll see it in the one hour. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Actually, that is one of my favourites of that, that scene. Yeah, I thought it was quite cool to um, yeah show that that was part of what we can potentially do here. Was that yeah. like yeah? Um, what what was your motivation in in um I I guess, choo- yeah, choosing asking people to do the things that they did. Like I know you've got the the wheel of the year there, but like you you had a the witches were doing like a tarot meditation or something like that as well. And yeah, there's um the journey of the fool mm. um, ritual and workshop with Lisa Jane Mason and and Akira Pryor and um, Babylon's Rising coven mm. um well that that was i saw that advertised as you know that the spring spring ritual and i thought oh that looks really interesting because they had an all-day workshop and then the ritual event um and so it just i guess it just seemed like a, a the tarot and the, the fool's journey um an interesting way to explore um explore the pagan themes and mm. and and how people use ritual and and dress up and um and how i guess an important point that comes through that scene for me is um how there are these different tools to explore other realms of consciousness mm. um because i think people often discount tarot and different f- forms of or, or divination as as oh you know that's rubbish and they don't see that you know, see how it can be used to explore the subconscious and the psyche. And so I wanted to express that and um, Mm. that seemed like a good opportunity. But often, you know, don't know exactly what we're going to to get from it, but Mm. you've just got a good feeling, oh, I think it would be really good to cover this. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. which obviously you can't write that in your funding application, but (laughs) often that was um, how I was sort of, just determining oh, what to go, what to cover was just, a, yeah, you just get a good feeling about something. Yeah, so you were just checking out all of the pagan events and just going, oh, what, yes. what well, can I go to? Yeah, I, have, I have to thank um, Tim Oz Pagan got me onto Facebook because I didn't use any social media and so um, I was always emailing um, and he said, look, you really got to join Facebook and see what's going on yeah it's, it's <laughs> and, kind of our, our other world yeah. so um so that was great so from then on I could sort of follow what events are on and I didn't have to keep ringing or emailing people um yeah. yes yeah great um so do you have any belief in it yourself are you interested in in paganism on a personal level or like is that something am, that kind yeah. of kept you going with this or yeah, was it, is, well, it, is part I, of this telling your story too? Um, well, I wouldn't say I'm pagan because I, I'm not. I, I'm not into rituals. I'm, I'm like I appreciate rituals and I enjoy like observing. But I'm not someone who would. I just it's just not my personality. I guess I'm a bit. I don't know. You call me minimalist. Mm. <laughs> um, so I guess that's such an important part of paganism that. Um, I, that's why I probably wouldn't call myself a pagan, but I have a lot of the same beliefs, I guess, maybe more in an animist sort of way. Mm. Yeah. Sure. 
Um, um, I just always, that's just the way my family and I've just been brought up that, and it's just, I guess my, it's more so my personality that I'm, yeah. Right. I'm just, yeah. So you're kind of curious as to the people that were doing the, the rituals, I suppose. Um, were, well, you, were, I just, were you wanting to, I don't know, what was it that intrigued you about, about doing this? Well, I think there's, there's a lot of misunderstanding Mm. And I think that, um, and discrimination, and that always irritates me. So mm. not that irritation was <laughs> is, should be a, a, a main motivation, but um, I think there just need to be just things that could add to understanding um, towards, I guess, a spirituality or a religion that promotes reverence of nature, which is, you know, it's like so important like what yes at the particularly at the, you know at all times in history but particularly now when we're in such dire straits environmentally so um mm. i thought it would you know be good to increase understanding and and promote to an extent i guess um mm. paganism um and you know this is just like a a tiny contribution because i know that people have been um advocating and and working so hard for decades in Australia um, to do so. You know, like yourself, uh, various individuals and and groups were doing all that hard work. So it's just like uh, um, adding a little extra bit to that. Yeah. Yeah, it's really important. I think a lot of people are going to really appreciate this having been done in such a kind way as well. Often, I think when pagans are asked to be part of something, you know, it, that's a documentary, there's a, a fear that it's going to be, um, you know, fear mongering and, and yeah. uh, sensationalized and, and make us look like we're something we're not. Um, so, yeah, it's been, it's very it's uh, yeah. compassionately put together, I think. Well, well, it's just, you know, I really enjoyed, all, you know, the time. I spent with you guys and um you know I, I had to hang out more in the future but it's I guess when you you enjoy being with people and and experiencing what they're doing and then you want to put that across on screen you know try mm. and get that um yeah and I, I just said that's the main thing for me is that I, I want people in you know whatever I do I want them to to be happy with it because what's the point you know mm. if you make something and the people involved in it don't like it it's you know yeah well, it's, yeah yeah it's going to be a treasure I think for for us to to I don't know have the story told it'll be oh, it'll be nice so. <laughs> I hope I hope it'll be <laughs> nice for people yeah. yeah I mean it's also it's, I mean I think a lot of people like oh don't like watching themselves on screen I think you, you didn't want to watch it for a little while did you oh man it so- just yeah it <laughs> It terrifies me watching myself. I don't mind doing it. Actually, no, I I do mind doing it. I lose sleep over it. I get really... Um, <laughs> I think a lot of those scenes I had insomnia because I was stressed out. Like I was, Aww. yeah, I was a bit tired, but, but, um, but it felt like something that should have been, that was worth doing, you know? Yeah, so you couldn't tell because you're so eloquent. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, I think pretty universally people don't like seeing themselves on screen yeah uh, you know generally or you know maybe you've got really good self-confidence um but generally I think people just don't like it so um, yeah 
I think it's probably something that people just get used to, like anything, you know, it's scary to yes. kind of break those fear barriers and once you yeah. get your Arwen flowing with it, you know, find your 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 flow, it's probably a lot easier. But Yes, yeah, yeah that's I mean true. I'm I'm less I don't know, apprehensive about perhaps doing anything like that in the future because of having done that. So Oh, that's good. You know, it's you know, you get through that fear yeah. and that, that self uh, criticism I reckon and and then yes. it's, it's it's better um and I, I'm I'm I feel proud to have been part of it I think it's going to be something oh, great. really nice to to have out there to tell people about what we do and how we care about the environment and how we yeah get together to do rituals for the earth and yeah it's yeah. going to be it's really nice to be part of that it's kind of weird when you're trying to look like you're really doing a ritual and you have to have a, a drone <laughs> flying above you or, um, <laughs> or you know, well, you know that every just... sound that you make is on a microphone, but, um, but yes. yeah. Yes, or the winter <laughs> one. I mean, yes, that was definitely the case for winter yeah. solstice. Yeah. Um, but some, some of the rituals we did, I mean, I, I guess we'd have to hear it from participants' perspectives, but we were sort of off behind a curtain right um and hopefully we were, our presence was not felt mm. or seen um so for the journey of the full ritual uh and yeah actually all of the witches rituals i think that's correct yes we were we were curtained off right yeah yeah as were as aside from the Earth Gorseth one, I think they were mostly staged. We we sort of got together yes. and did them in a way that we probably would have normally, but but there was a little bit of um, let's do this for the camera and yes. show something that that's similar to what we would normally do. But yeah, yeah. I hope yeah. that that still passes on the the feeling of what we what we usually do. I, I feel that it did. Yeah. Oh, that's good. Yeah. yeah, I hope I didn't give anything away by saying that. But it's it can be difficult, I imagine, to to be filming something so personal, I suppose. And, yes. Um, yes, it is. Very, it's quite intrusive. So it's, mm. I guess yeah, it's trying to work out how to do that. Um, it's interesting yeah. that you had a curtain up for the other guys. Was that was that part of that? They didn't want to have people feel like they were being watched. Well, I think the rooms are naturally curtained anyway mm. yeah so, I know Tim but often it, does that curtain around the room thing but, yeah mm. so but it was certainly to um just so that they could be more relaxed I, I, mm. I, I mean I'm sure they they would have felt our presence <laughs> there would have been that <laughs> element in you know in the back of people's minds but um hopefully not so too badly <laughs> do you think you, you can't avoid that when you're making a documentary no, I guess the only way you can avoid that is if you have like a fixed rig of cameras, you know, like Big Brother style. Sort of yeah, right. <laughs> thing where you have a remote, yeah. Catch people off um, guard. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yes, we certainly didn't have the infrastructure for that or I, I think you managed necessarily to, want to do that. Yeah, yeah. I think you yeah. managed to make it look pretty genuine and authentic anyway even though oh, it can be quite scary to do these things. Yeah. 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 Do you, do you know what you're going to 
do next? Do you have ideas for, like, are you going to continue doing things with, with the pagan community or do you think you'll do something completely different after this one? I have no idea. At the moment, I'm gardening. (laughs) (laughs) I've been dealing with the house that I've been neglecting for so long (laughs) and the garden. Um, But, yeah, no, I just, I think you, I guess you're you're given these ideas. I just wait and hope that I get given another idea. Yeah. (laughs) You know, and um, I'm not someone that's always coming up with, you know, so many ideas in my head and, no time to do them I'm not like that I'm quite slow and so <laughs> but once I do get onto something then you know it's all encompassing yeah but um yeah I have no idea I, yeah I look forward to it. I mean I, I you do I do sort of miss it to an extent but um yeah mm-hmm. I can I can keep myself busy and pottering around at the moment it's good to have a little bit of time rest for my eyes from the constant screen work so that's yeah, That's have a good. bit of time yeah. off. Yeah. Nice. Um, yeah, so um, what what are you – you're going to be showing it at a few different uh, film festivals? Is that going to – does that take a while to do – to go through things like that? Will that be happening um, for a year or so or – Well, I've submitted the, um, to various Australian film festivals and to overseas um, film festivals and then it's just a case of waiting to see – whether they select the film or not, and um, and then Flame, they're a distribution company in Australia. They'll um, they distribute to overseas market for the for the one hour. So right. hopefully, it will be on TV overseas somewhere at some stage. But wow, when, that's yeah, terrifying. I'm not sure when. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so kind it's of fun. Wait yeah. and see where it where it heads off. Yeah. yeah, where do you where do you hope that it gets shown? What would what would be the best for you? Um, oh, I'd really wherever wherever there's an uh, interested audience, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah. All the world, everywhere. Oh yes. Yeah. <laughs> you never know. <laughs> yeah. Maybe we'll be It'd interesting. It'd be great if it got onto some sort of streaming service because you know oh, yeah. they're so popular. So yeah, get it on Netflix yeah. or something. Netflix, wow, oh my yeah. gosh, that would be <laughs> yeah. Wow, pagans on Netflix. <laughs> I'm watching the Viking, Vikings on Netflix at the moment. Yeah, like, that's beautifully made. Yeah. Do you, do you get inspiration? Seasons. Do you get inspiration <laughs> from watching things like that for how you put things yes, together? Yeah, like the production values. Yeah. 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 What's your favorite? Shot. What's your favorite show? Or is is Vikings your favorite show? Oh, I mean, it took me a while because it's so gruesome. I sort of stopped watching it and then I came back to it. Um, yeah. Yeah, I, I tend to enjoy things that have um, beautiful landscapes that are different to wherever where I am. So mm. often I'm, I'm enjoying really, um, like, yeah, like cold, snowy settings. Mm. So, yeah, or the Nordic Noir yeah, right. shows and things. But... Um, I wouldn't actually want to live in those places. <laughs> like to escape to them. Well, this looks nice yeah, on, the, opposite on the to the tropics. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. you're living in the Northern Territory. Um, yes. Yeah. yeah. For people that don't know. Um, do you have a like a favorite documentary maker of your own? Do you enjoy watching documentaries, or are you more just interested in making them? Um, no, I do. I do enjoy 
watching them particularly um ones that have got beautiful filming like mm. um like sherpas um by um jen pedem um i'm one of the i just always go blank when i'm asked for examples <laughs> ask for jokes <laughs> it's okay <laughs> and that was um, an age thing but i <laughs> well how, how did you get it i suppose what i'm what i'm interested in is like how did you get inspired to make documentaries like what is it oh right um, oh I, yes well that... i've always just yeah from school age i love photography and screenwriting at school and then i we didn't have um filmmaking oh, classes or anything so i went i used to go into the city i think i was about 15 and do a night course um uh in brisbane mm. and i did that outside of school and then after school i went straight into uni and studied film and tv for for three years and then um and then went off and and then came back and did masters so i could do documentary because it's hard to i guess just to access mainly to access the, all the their gear um and and then i went off and um taught um you know video making media skills for mm. years um and yes it's always just it's always been what i've wanted to do great um yeah was this do you think this is um i don't have, like what other what other work have you done and or is this the longest documentary like is this what yeah. you've been sort of heading for is this where you i met yeah well i, I met when i was in my 20s i made a documentary um called uncertainty which was about i guess um, it was almost like a prelude to this because it was about um western um, style thinking and how we create meaning and so it sort mm. of looked at different um uh, i guess different thought different ways of inquiring about the world and different parameters they had in terms of the unknown so it sort of looked at yes examples in science and art and um and back then i, I was very much prejudiced towards a more rational perspective mm. um and um you know just i guess looking at the dangers of sort of irrational thinking and stereotypes and that sort of thing so i looked at that and then i haven't made um you know it's about 20 years later um this is yeah sort of caught my um well caught my imagination and interest mm. and and I, I think it is documentary in a way it's a way of work things that you, you're going through uh, for some some people it's like thought processes and things that are preoccupying you that then are expressed through different ways so yes it's probably definitely got something to do with the way I see life differently now um mm. yeah wanting to do this doco um sorry yeah. I think I've gone off on a tangent not really <laughs> I think you're saying how you your previous documentary yeah. sort of reflected how you were feeling about the world and this one sort of yeah. shows that you you've changed Similar. A bit. yeah yeah, mm. yeah um yes mm. but i couldn't that that uh you know like didn't have the production values of uh, um uh, you know and I, i've learned a lot more since i made that one so this is the first one that's um you know going out to to a larger audience um yeah so that's exciting yeah mm. great and um yeah, we'll look forward to seeing what you create next. I guess with oh. where you where you go with your next 
insights about the world and, and what you want to <laughs> Hopefully it's not another like, you know, 20 tell. years. Well, yeah, hopefully it won't be that long. We'll see what, what you're making next. Um, yeah. Um, oh, thanks, Julie. That's all right. Thanks, thanks so much for having a chat with me about it. Oh, thank you. I've enjoyed it. And, yeah, and, and thanks so much for, for being such a big part of the film as well. Oh, you're welcome. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yep, yeah. for all the, the terrifying moments. I'm, I know it. I know it's worthwhile. Well, you, you hit it very well. You know. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Maybe. Maybe that's a skill that I gained from it. So thank you. <laughs> well, Pleasure. 